morning prayer begins on page three. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Benite Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long as I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 21 on page 365. The King shall rejoice in thy strength, O Lord. Exceeding glad shall he be of thy salvation. Thou hast given him his heart's desire, and hast not denied him the request of his lips. For thou shalt meet him with the blessings of goodness, and shalt set a crown of pure gold upon his head. He asked life of thee, and thou gavest him a long life, even for ever and ever. His honor is great in thy salvation. Glory and great worship shalt thou lay upon him. For thou shalt give him everlasting felicity, and make him glad with the joy of thy countenance. And why? Because the king putteth his trust in the Lord, and in the mercy of the Most Highest he shall not miscarry. All thine enemies shall feel thine hand. Thy right hand shall find them out that hate thee. Thou shalt make them like a fiery oven in time of thy wrath. The Lord shall destroy them in his displeasure, and the fire shall consume them. Their fruit shall thou root out of the earth, and their seed from among the children of men. For they intended mischief against thee, and imagined such a device as they are not able to perform. Therefore shalt thou put them to flight, and the strings of thy bow shall make them. Thou shalt make ready against the face of them. Be exalted, Lord, in thine own power, so will we sing and praise thy power. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my strength. Think no scorn of me, lest, if thou make as though thou hearest not, I become like them that go down into the pit. 
Hear the voice of my humble petitions when I cry unto thee, when I hold up my hands toward the mercy seat of thy holy temple. O pluck me not away, neither destroy me with the ungodly and wicked doers, which speak friendly to their neighbors, but imagine mischief in their hearts. Reward them according to their deeds, and according to the wickedness of their own inventions. Recompense them after the work of their hands. Pay them that they have deserved. For they regard not in their mind the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. Therefore shall he break them down and not build them up. Praised be the Lord, for he hath heard the voice of my humble petitions. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart hath trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart danceth for joy, and in my song will I praise him. The Lord is my strength, and he is the wholesome defense of his anointed. O oh, save thy people, and give thy blessing unto thine inheritance. Feed them, and set them up forever. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 21st verse of the 11th chapter of the first book of Kings. So when Hadad heard in Egypt that David rested with his fathers and that Joab, the commander of the army, was dead, Hadad said to Pharaoh, Let me depart, that I may go to my own country. Then Pharaoh said to him, But what have you lacked with me that suddenly you seek to go to your own country? So he answered nothing, but do let me go anyway. And God raised up another adversary against him, Rezan, the son of Eladah, who had fled from his lord, Hadadezer, king of Zobah. So he gathered men to him and became captain over a band of raiders when David killed those of Zobah. And they went to Damascus and dwelt there and reigned in Damascus. He was an adversary of Israel all the days of Solomon, besides the trouble that Hadad caused. And he abhorred Israel and reigned over Syria, then Solomon's servant, Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, an Ephraimite from Zeradah, whose mother's name was Zeruah, a widow, also rebelled against the king. And this is what caused him to rebel against the king. Solomon had built the Milo and repaired the damages to the city of David, his father. The man, Jeroboam, was a mighty man of valor, and Solomon, seeing that the young man was industrious, made him the officer over all the labor force of the house of Joseph. Now it happened at that time when Jeroboam went out of Israel that the prophet Ahijah, the Shilonite, met him on the way, and he had clothed himself with a new garment, and the two were alone in the field. Then Ahijah took hold of the new garment that was on him and tore it into twelve pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, Take for yourself ten pieces, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and will give ten tribes to you. But he shall have one tribe for the sake of my servant David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Because they have forsaken me, and worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Chemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the people of Ammon and have not walked in my ways to do what is right in the eyes in my eyes and keep my statutes and my judgments as did his father david 
However, I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, because I have made him ruler all the days of his life for the sake of my servant David, whom I chose because he kept my commandments and my statutes. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand and give it to you, ten tribes. And to his son I will give one tribe, that my servant David may always have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen for myself, to put my name there. So I will take you, and you shall reign over all your heart desires, and you shall be king over Israel. Then it shall be, if you heed all that I command you, walk in my ways, and do what is right in my sight, to keep my statutes and my commandments as my servant David did, then I will be with you and build for you an enduring house as I built for David and will give Israel to you. And I will afflict the descendants of David because of this, but not forever. Solomon therefore sought to kill Jeroboam, but Jeroboam arose and fled to Egypt, to Shishak, king of Egypt, and was in Egypt until the death of Solomon. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon, all that he did and his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the Acts of Solomon? And the period that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was 40 years. Then Solomon rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father, and Rehoboam his son reigned in his place. Here ends the first lesson. In honor of the Feast of St. Francis today, we will offer a Te Deum Ladamos as the first canticle. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. <clears throat> the goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, Thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here begins the second chapter of the second epistle to the Thessalonians. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not 
to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And when the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Here ends the second lesson. Together, <clears throat> together Jubilate Deo on page 15. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Be sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. 
Almighty God has called us to faith in thee and has compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Grant that we, encouraged by the good examples of thy saints, and especially of thy servant St. Francis, may persevere in running the race that is set before us, until at length, through thy mercy, we with them attain to thine eternal joy, to him who is the author and finisher of our faith, thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always prevent and follow us and make us continually to be given to all good works through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace <clears throat> and lover of concord and knowledge of whom standeth through eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Some interesting notes in our uh, lesson today. We, we, we begin to see the disintegration of Solomon's kingdom. We've been told is of his unfaithfulness in marrying foreign princesses and allowing their idolatrous worship to take root in Jerusalem. And now we see the consequence of that in adversaries. And it's notable that they're external and internal. We've already had the guy who fl fled to, to Edom and then to Egypt to make an external rebellion. Now we get now we get the internal rebellion from Jeroboam. And there's a cryptic line um, in the line in, in here where this is the reason he rebelled because Solomon built the millow. And this appears to be the 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 you know the filling in of a fortification around uh, around Jerusalem and. Uh, the offense, it seems, as I mentioned in an earlier meditation, um, was that Solomon had a lot of, you call it a labor force, but we also call it forced labor. And we note here that Jeroboam is, a nor is an Israelite from the north. There's always this historic animosity between the northern kingdom and the, and the southern kingdom, born of Saul and, and uh, excuse me, yeah, Saul and David's uh, protracted conflict. So Jeroboam probably represents the groans of those whom Solomon made to work hard on projects that weren't seen as absolutely necessary. And um, especially we note that as, as Solomon began to allow a lot of different kinds of idolatry, we no longer have a unified country serving the Lord. We now got a lot of other things come in. And we notice this even happens even in the church when when we really, when the church loses sight of the worship of, of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ in, in worship and prayer, it will disintegrate into small factions of sub-interest, whether it be political or something else. You need that unifying force to bring people who are naturally different together in common cause, and we see that Solomon's losing uh, this. We also note with Jeroboam, who's going to become infamous because throughout the, the remaining books, we're going to hear that they sinned according to the sin of, Jer of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, that we should note here that God makes a promise to Jeroboam, if you walk in my way, like David did, I'll give you the northern kingdom, and your ble my blessing will be upon you. 
but Jeroboam immediately will not do that. He'll set up two idol shrines, and his name becomes synonymous with sin. So there was a promise to Jeroboam that will not be fulfilled. And so we see at the beginning of the disintegration here. And it's interesting just to juxtapose this prosperous uh, Israel about ready to disintegrate with um, the condition in, in Thessalonians where uh, this is a persecuted church that, that Paul is really proclaiming hope to. Um, and it's a, the, the meaning of this passage um, that about about the coming of our of our Lord. Uh, now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord in the Greek, the word is parousia. If you ever you know hear that word used, sometimes it's used synonymous with the coming and our gathering together with Him. In the New Testament, this idea of the coming is always a little bit mur made murky by the fact that Jesus very clearly in His words uh, saw his coming in judgment on Jerusalem when Jerusalem was destroyed in AD 70 and judged as his coming. He's coming. Uh, and so the degree to which the coming in the epistles is referring on one level to this coming <clears throat> that happened to Jerusalem, which marked the end of the old covenant age, the final end of the old covenant age, and the sort of the, the completion of the beginning of the new covenant age, and to which, uh, but it, it's hard. It's hard to imagine that it didn't have some of that horizon that that Saint Paul is writing to the Thessalonians about events that would happen thousands of years later. So, um, anyway, but the the basic point of it, quite apart from how we figure out, uh, you know, what it means that the man of sin is revealed, <clears throat> we we can note that um, the underlying point is that uh, this church is being persecuted, and it may get worse because the man of sin, and he talks about lawlessness, which is something we see increasing certainly in our time. Whenever there's lawlessness, people who disobey the the law, even the law of the land, as well as the overarching moral law, it's a sign of this kind of disintegration because God works in order and structure. He doesn't work in chaos. And so that's the begin. that's sort of the sign of evil is <clears throat> is this disintegration of lawlessness, but the church is to be hopeful because the Lord's going to come and consume the lawlessness one with the breath of his mouth, which is an image of the fire consuming. And so the church, which is persecuted and under siege, is hopeful because it knows that the Lord will vindicate it, sometimes partially in time, always at the end of time, whereas the prosperous Israel is about ready to be judged because it's left the Lord. And it just highlights for us exactly um, how, um, well, what on a certain level in our lives, our struggles are kinds of blessings that keep us connected to Jesus, keep our hope in him and in the truth of his word, which, which will always lead to our vindication. Whereas when we drift from that and we don't have any hope. We just have the, the destruction that's going to come on the world. And we note, too, in, in before Solomon, David had internal adversaries and external adversaries. But because he hung on to his faith, even after he fell, he, he overcame all of those. But Solomon abandons his and he will his 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 son will be overcome. So we note that it's 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 the the um, the the feeling of oppression 
that we feel in life sometimes or being under siege is, a, is an encouragement to hold on to our Lord through all things. And we'll always be vindicated for that faith as we persevere in our trust and faith in him. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Today's our day of prayer and fasting, so I'll continue uh, our prayers that our prayer for mission on page 38 of the prayer book. Let us pray. O God, who has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell in the face of the whole earth, I did send thy blessed Son to preach peace to them that are far off and to them that are nigh. Grant that all men everywhere may seek after thee and find thee. Bring the nations into thy fold. Pour out thy spirit upon all flesh and hasten thy kingdom to the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving on page 19. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, <clears throat> by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Take a moment to pause for people to remember their personal intercessions, and then we will close with the prayer of St. Chrysostom and the Grace. Almighty God, who has given us grace this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, that will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning. Thank you. Peace. Happy St. Francis Day. Yes. Happy St. Francis Day.